Hello and welcome to episode one of series three of the Right for Your Life podcast. We're back. Hooray. That's the hooray of Mike Hurley, my co-host for the entire previous season. Hello, Ian Broom. How are you doing? I'm very well, sir. I like that on this show we call it series and not season. Yes, because I'm very British, I suppose. More British than me. <laughs> and the reason that I say that I refer to you being my co-host on the previous series, series, series season, season, um, is because this is kind of going to be your, p- potentially, your one and only show, this series. You fired me. Well, that's not quite true. <laughs> no, um, I have had to, to move away from... Um, the Right for Your Life podcast, only because um, when um, Ian took his his break, his paternity leave, by the way, very, very hearty congratulations to you on the birth of your lovely boys. Thank you. And congratulations to Mrs. Broom, too. I shall pass that on. Um, when, when Ian took his break, um, we had some other schedule changes in the show. The pen addict went away for a bit. I dropped down to three days of recording instead of four. Um... And now I would kind of like to keep it that way. Um, I actually only record two days now. So I record on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, so any any frequent listener of 70 Decibels will recognize that all of my shows come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays now. That's because um, I've decided to keep my sanity. I'm recording only on two days and would prefer not to, to mess that up. As much as I love talking to Ian, um, but it, it, there's going to be some exciting stuff that comes out with me not being here, not in a mean way, but um, Mr. Brewer. You're right. You're right. It's definitely going to be much better. So the plan is, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, Mike. I don't mean that. That was great. I mean, I knew you were joking, but it was excellently deadpan. Well done. I don't mean it, even though it's possible. So what's going to happen is, um, we're going to be talking to some writers. We're going to be talking to, hopefully, um, some agents and publishers, um, some copywriters, basically people who work in the writing kind of industry, a bit like I do or did. We'll come I on guess, to that. I guess the funny thing that happened during your break is I be- actually became a copywriter by trade. And, and, and therefore, I should apologize for what I've just said. <laughs> yeah, but I'm extremely inexperienced. I've been doing it for two months now. Um, but the the company that I was working for, I worked for a bank, and um, I was working in retailing and now moving to the marketing world. And predominantly, I, I write copy now. So it's just a funny thing that that happened, really. But um, I was writing a book. I stopped writing that book um, because of time issues. But I now write copy. But I am nowhere near the the standard of copywriter that you are in, and that um, I'm sure that your other guests will be. So yeah, with you getting um, other people on the show, I actually think that the show will be will be better for it anyway. Um, simply because, I mean, I will come back every now and then maybe to check in and tell you how um, I am progressing as a copywriter. But I think the actual quality of the show will be better because of the differing types of people you can get on in the industry. Because you're a well-connected man, Broomster. I'm like a good plug. Yeah, or an octopus. Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Well, how is an octopus connected? Well, well connected. Like, are we talking like some kind of mafia octopus? He's kind of he's at the, bo- at the bottom of the sea, and he's kind of got all the coral kind of in his gang. There's like a shellfish. He's like. Sort of I, was thi- I was just thinking that you sort of had your arm in many places. Oh, I see. I'm an octopus with many tentacles and many pies. Yep, you're you're an octopus pie. 
This is all gold, <laughs> absolute gold. So I'm looking forward to having some guests in the future. <laughs> uh, dear, no, it should be good. It should be good, and um, I'm, um, I'm 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 looking forward to doing it. it means that um, it means that it means the whole thing is back, and I, I'm I'm quite, I'm looking forward to getting Right for Your Life uh, the website up and running again because you know that that's now called Right for Your Life again. Sort of. It's not at rightforyourlife.net. It's Ian Broom forward slash blog. But um, I've sort of changed it back to Right for Your Life because a lot's happened, Mike, since we last spoke. It's impossible to keep track of the things that you do. It's, um, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy couple of months. So I'll, I'll talk about it briefly, um, but um, without going into too much detail, just because I think it's... Um, Probably not a good idea, but um, well, as 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 everyone I think who listened before knows, I I went off to do um, to do some babies. We had uh, we had our beautiful twins, Seth and Jasper. They were born and they're wonderful, and um, and it was great. So we spent the first seven days in hospital, unfortunately, because they were a, a little bit poorly, but nothing serious, nothing serious at all. But just you know, it's quite intense living in a hospital. We were living in a basically a room, a three meters squared room, and I was sleeping on three chairs pushed together. And obviously, getting no sleep whatsoever. It was um, it was tough, very tough. Bit of a rude awakening, but at the same time, you know, they, we knew they were they were they were kind of fine, and everything was going to be okay. And obviously, we were we were desperately in love with them instantly, so it was all good. And then five days into it, day five of living in hospital and being a dad to identical twins, I found out that I was well. I find out I was told um, by uh, the company I worked for, the workshop, that I was going to be made redundant. Uh, I'm going to lose my job, along with um, a number of other people too, and um, and and as you might imagine, mine, that was a bit of a shock. I was in a fairly a fairly intense situation anyway, and that just kind of amplified it some. Um, so yeah. it's it's kind of I, I, I went on I went on paternity leave from, from the podcast, but I went on real paternity leave in real life to go and have children, and um, I've never been back to work. And um, that's quite a surreal thing to, to, to do or to not do as it happens. Um, it's a very long paternity. It's what's a very long paternity. It is indeed, yes. Although I've had to go back to trying to find some work, of course, now. Um, so an incredibly intense and incredibly difficult situation. Um, fairly unique, I think, as well. I don't think many people um, are made redundant whilst they're on paternity leave and living in hospital. I don't um, think any employers have the guts to do that, Broom, to be honest with you. No. I think it's a I think it's a rarity. Yes. To say the least. Um But um I, I thought I thought we'd talk about it and mention it because I've mentioned it on, on the blog and because because I'm now, I mean, for the last four years since I started writing the blog, Write for Your Life, since I oh, since I started doing the podcast with you, I've always been Ian Broom, author guy who also works as a copywriter for a design company. And uh, and I'm not anymore. And um and and that wasn't through my own doing, it's kind of been thrust upon me. And um and that's kind of not me. I'm more Ian Broom, author guy with the published book. That's exciting. We'll come on to that. And um and and freelance writer, I guess that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm I'm kind of looking for work as a as freelance writer and and with some with reasonable success so far. Things are it's been I'm, I'm quite optimistic about uh, the future. And um and and that and that's all that's all kind of good and and I do want to say it's all good because it's been a very difficult situation and uh the one thing I've tried to do throughout is to see the positive in it and uh, and to stay positive 
because you know these things are only ever temporary and um you know i've got some i've got some gumption about me a few contacts i've you know quite experienced and um and so i'm trying to remember all those things when i'm you know when i'm looking at the, my finances and going into a blind panic and um but think you know things are going to be okay it's a shock being made redundant is a shock it's an inc- it's a it's um it's it's interesting because i always wondered what it might feel like the design industry has taken a battering over the last three or four years with the recession. There are companies going down left, right and centre. And um, and so I've seen colleagues made redundant before. I've known about other companies where people who are brilliant, brilliant people at their jobs, nothing to do with their ability or anything like that. And they're losing their jobs. They're being made redundant. And I kind of at the back of my head, I thought, I wonder I wonder what would happen to me if that if that if that was to uh, come along. And um, and at the same time. I kind of thought, well, I'll probably be all right. As I say, I've got gumption, I've got skills and things like that. I'll be okay. It'll probably be it'll probably be just fine. But actually, the reality is that um, uh, being made redundant, losing your job, is um, I think is a fairly universal feeling to anyone that it's happened to. So I kind of expected to be not blasé. I would never be blasé about losing uh, um, being out of work. Um, but I think obviously it was intensified by the situation I was in with the babies just being born. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's a universal feeling. You cannot help but feel, in my case, unbelievably guilty. I just felt like, even though I knew deep down it wasn't my fault, I just thought, oh, goodness me. Sue's my wife's on maternity leave now. We've got these two young babies and I've gone and blooming lost my job. Just like an intense feeling of uh, of guilt, I guess. Um, and obviously I was quite, quite angry as well, but... Um, um, but also, it's mainly just this sort of almost, um, almost a sense of uh, of worthlessness, and and I kind of knew it. I'd be, this is all. Well, it sounds a bit melodramatic, but I kind of knew that we would, I would be fine, and it was an intense situation, and it still is to a degree. But um, but I didn't expect to kind of think, oh God, I'm not wanted almost, um, and and that's been. It didn't really last for long, but there was that initial overwhelming feeling. And of course, I thought, well, that's kind of what everyone says. That's what the, I'm sure the um, you know the miners in in the eighties who struggled to go and find uh, other work, people being made redundant in all kinds of industries. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how many Twitter followers you have, or whatever. It's you know if you if if you lose your job, if someone effectively says to you, you know, we are you know you can't work here anymore, and it's their decision, then um, it's it's tough to take. But take it, I did. And take it, I must. And um, so, you know, the update is really, because I haven't really talked about it much since the... I wrote a post about this um, just after it happened um, on, on Right for Your Life on the blog. Um, but um, this is kind of the first update, I guess. And the update is, everything's going to be fine. And I knew that it would be. Um, and uh, and I'm feeling very relaxed and very optimistic about the whole situation. But very unusual. And it's uh, and, and I think it brings a whole new dimension to hopefully the blog and, and certainly the podcast because i'll you know i'll be talking about different things because um i won't be uh i won't be I'm not, I'm not the same writer i guess i'm a different kind of writer now so that was it that was my that was my kind of brief update then it's more though in your life the the book has, has launched and come out and you've been doing promotion and, and things like that what's that what's that been like um it's it's been an incredibly 
<laughs> surreal. It's been as, as, as surreal as the situation I've just described because it's all part of the situation I've just, just described. So I've gone, you know, I've taken nine or ten years to get to a position where my book is out there. It's people can buy my novel. It's my life's work so far. And um, and then I get to that point, and it's it's kind of the third most important thing. I've got twins for crying out. It's the fourth most important thing. Um, and and um, so it's been a bit unusual, uh, but but exciting still. Um, uh, the good news is that it's been reviewed really really well, and I I hadn't really stopped to think that people were going to be reading it and actually then commenting upon it and writing reviews and that kind of thing. I know that's a slightly silly thing to say because that's of course that's what happens but um the reviews have been just unbelievable so on it's been reviewed in in the daily mail which is a um uh, a questionable but certainly national newspaper in the <laughs> in the uk yeah, you can't doubt it's nationalness no i just when i hear the news it's like it's in the daily mail national newspaper you know this is going to be read by you know hundreds of thousands of people and then i went Oh, it's the Daily Mail. (laughs) Couldn't it have been the Guardian? Damn those right-wing nutcases. But never mind. Never mind. Um, It was good news, and 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 my my Amazon ranking did go up when uh, when it was in the paper. So it was a good thing. Uh, Sorry, I said it's excellent. Excellent indeed. Um, And it's been reviewed well in Time Out London, which is which is great. And and on Amazon, I have. Three three star reviews and the rest are five or four stars and that's I didn't really think about that happening before it came out but the feedback has just been amazing everyone has been so positive and been kind enough to tell me that they that they like it and I encourage other people to do that I hadn't really thought about it before and I never never really done it to be honest unless it was someone that I someone I know but um, if you like something if you like a book or, a, or or even a blog or a podcast then tell those people because it does mean a lot. And um, and, and always, I'm sure that it's uh, appreciated by whoever it is that's made those things. So that's been exciting. I don't know how well it's selling. Um, I haven't got those figures yet. It seems to take a while to come through. Um, what? Pardon? That was, what, that's a long time. It kind of is. I, I I don't know. Like I say, I've been pretty busy with other stuff, so I haven't really checked in and pushed for the information. But... Um, but um, you know, I think it's doing okay. It's um, it's um, it's hard to say. I haven't been able to put the kind of promotion and marketing into it as I perhaps would have done if I hadn't just had twins and been made redundant. I suspect I would have been able to spend more time. But now the podcast is back. This is just one element of me reigniting my marketing engines, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been going well. Thank you. Thanks for asking, Mike. Much appreciated. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very pleased for you, Ian. It's well well deserved, sir. well deserved indeed. There is um, there is one thing I have been doing which has been very surreal, and that's book signings. So I've had, let me think. I've got I've had three book signings, and I've got another one um, this Saturday. I've been in Sheffield, Waterstones, Sheffield. So for if you live in the US, Waterstones is pretty much the only now, but the, the, certainly the largest chain of bookstores in the UK. So I've been to Sheffield, which is my hometown, and um, I've also been to Chesterfield, which is nearby, and Doncaster. So, you know, I've been kind of billed as, as a local author with, a, in fact, the exact words are a hotly anticipated debut novel, Ace or Angelica, which is exciting. And um, book signings are quite a surreal thing, I might tell you. I should, uh, I've got a couple of thank yous, actually. I, I need to say a couple of thank yous, first of all. My very first book, uh, book signing, which was in Sheffield, um, uh, Kim herself, that's her Twitter, that's her Twitter uh, account name, um, 
actually travelled from Norwich, which is a good two and a half hours to three hours drive, to get her book signed. Uh, she listens to the podcast, so I'm assuming that she's listening to this. So I would like to say thank you again for travelling all the way just to come and say hello and get your book signed. It was very I kind think we of you. Guarantee that she's listening. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> because if she travelled like you know that way to to support you, I'm sure that she would she would be listening. Well, I would be surprised. She's a fan of the network. It's not just a fan of the podcast or, or my right. writing. She's a fan of uh, all of Seventy Decibels, which is good. So thank you, thank you very much, Kim herself. And the other person is is Dan Stufe. I don't actually know how you pronounce the uh, his Twitter I, handle. I would say stuff. Well, I'm going to say Stufe because I quite <laughs> I quite oh, like Mr. it. Mr. Stufe, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and he very kindly he uh, uh, another uh, another listener from uh, uh, who who we, we know from Twitter who came along to the Chesterfield um, book signing and uh, and said hello and got his uh, the copy of his copy of the book signed. Very nice listeners indeed. Indeed, thank you. So. Book signings are quite weird. So I'm an unknown author. Let's be honest. I'm an unknown author. Okay, I've got my I've got my silly website and my daft podcast and my three million Twitter followers. It's not that many. It's about three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Oh, no, I'm just guessing. And uh, most of those are uh, naked. Uh, but it's still, you know, it's 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 a following, but it's not the sort of following to attract people to your book launch. Not uh, sorry, your book signing. Not not really. I'm finding. Um, so it's been. Um, I have every, each of these signings. I have ten books, so ten copies of my novel A is for Angelica, and I have a table somewhere in a seat, and um, and then I kind of hope that people will come and talk to me because there's no queue. There's not like J.K. Rowling all have had some sort of a queue going out the door. That's not how it works for most authors. Um, and so this experience that I'm talking about, it sounds like quite a tragic experience, but I think it's the case for much more well-known authors than I. Um, and, 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 and it's interesting because you do, you, uh, it's, it's kind of, I'm trying to perfect my aren't I approachable face. It's like you, people wander, wander past you and you kind of make eye contact and this, then what do you do then? when you made eye contact and they'll kind of look at me and then they'll perhaps look down and they'll see that I'm, I've got a hotly anticipated debut novel and then they'll see that no one's talking to me and they think just how hot is that anticipation. And, um, and, uh, and then I kind of, um, I kind of just, I've, I raise my eyebrows a little bit. So that if I make eye contact, I'll sort of raise my eyebrows as if to go, all right, how, how are you? That kind of thing. And um, nice, you know, Indeed, look at me. I'm approachable. I might be sat behind a desk with a bunch of books, but by crikey, you can come and talk to me if you want to. And uh, and some people do, of course, and that's nice. Um, and um, and and I appreciate it. So you know, I sell I sell a handful of books, but the best thing is, of course, that the the bookstore then has um, a few copies remaining that are signed by me, and then they can put them on the shelves, and it means that my book is being stocked in you know this huge, huge uh, chain of bookstores, and that's that's kind of. That's kind of one of the good things about it. Um, um, but but talking to people about about the book um, is is fantastic. I had a couple of incidents to talk to you about. I mean, I, I hope I haven't painted too tragic a, a picture of what a book signing is really like. I mean, it's just it's just a bit of reality, really. People think that being an author is is obviously the most it's the most you know what a, what an incredible thing to do. It must be the most amazing feeling in the world, and it is. But, you know, when you've been sat in Waterstones for two hours and spoke to sort of 10 or 15 people and you have people, you know, I've got Costa Coffee behind me. There's a very popular Costa Coffee and um, far outsold my uh, my uh, sales 
but uh, but that's all right. But it is nice. The, the, the point of saying this is it can be it can be a slightly surreal situation. Um, I don't know quite yet how to get people to come and talk to me on a regular basis. I, I kind of feel a bit uncomfortable and a bit kind of. Um, I don't know, a bit embarrassed though, I think that I'm sat there even, you know, this is my dream to be able to do this. So to be there, I still, I'm still almost apologising for myself slightly. Um, but um, I've had a couple of incidents that have, well, some funny stuff. I mean, uh, uh, in Doncaster last weekend, um, I was, posi- this was when Costa, I was next to Costa, other other coffee stores are available. Um and I was in front of the Fifty Shades of Grey section. <laughs> section, yeah. It was an entire. Uh, it, it was mainly Fifty Shades of Grey, and then some other erotica with titles very similar. So there was that have um, monochrome covers. They have numbers and colours. So yeah. I don't know. I, I can't even remember what they were. But it's basically the erotic section, which is now for some reason a very important section, and um, and. And that was next to Costa Coffee as well. So I thought, well, I'm in front of the filth. Surely I'm going to get quite a lot of people come and say hello here. The opposite, the opposite I had um, the Hobbit franchise because the film's coming out. So here, here I am, this sort of unknown literary author with this offbeat kind of wacky debut novel sat between absolute filth, The Hobbit and Costa Coffee. I was thinking of setting up my own franchise there and then. You sat between muffins, filth and elves. Yes, and I don't know which of which you're referring to with the, all of those there, but um, <laughs> that might have you might have just described just the erotica section. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, so that was great. And then I was, there was the erotica section, then the romance section to the side of that. And this uh, lovely woman, very friendly, came and uh, and she was looking at the books next to me, and I kind of I made eye contact a little bit, and she sort of walked past me to the romance section. And then as she walked past, she says, "Oh, is this your is this your your book then?" And I said, "Yes." I said, "Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's my it's my first novel. I'm just here doing uh, signings and stuff like that." And um, she said, "Oh, well, um, what's it about?" So I said, "It's." Um, it's um, well. It's a novel about um, about a man who's in his fifties, and um, his wife has had her second stroke in eighteen months. But he decides not to tell anyone about it. He keeps it a secret, and um, and at the same time, he kind of the way he copes with the situation is by standing at his window, making notes on all his neighbours, and um, it's kind of, it's his coping. It's the way he it's the way he deals with the situation. So you know, it sounds it, it perhaps sounds a bit grim to you, but you know, there are some jokes in there as well. And um, she says, "Oh, that's uh, it. Sounds sounds interesting." Not really my kind of book, though. I'm more into the gay stuff. And then she walked away. <laughs> and I just, I just had to say to her, well, that's fair enough. I can't argue with that. There's none of that in here. I can't argue with that, and that's fine. No problem with that whatsoever. But, um, but uh, just before that, I heard... This was amazing. So when I, when I sat down, this was also last weekend in Doncaster, I sat down uh, at my seat and there was all, all my books there. And then there was one book, slightly separate, and it had a piece of paper in it. And I had just quickly opened the piece of paper and I saw that the, the name Angelica in there and it was spelled differently with a J. And I thought, oh, that must be... Um, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't A is for Angelica spelt incorrectly, which was my first thought. Um, uh, and I thought, oh, it's a, it's a, it must be uh, an email from the publisher who, who sent the books to the store. Um, and it must be that the person who received the email is called Angelica. What an amazing coincidence. And, um, and, uh, and, and I was wrong. It turns out that someone had heard that I was going to be in Doncaster. Their friend had told them that I was going to be in Doncaster and had told them about the book. And their name was Angelica, spelt with a J. So this lovely person called Angelica came over and was uh, chatting to me and said that, you know, I'd, it's, you know my, my name is in a book because it's quite an unusual name. And, um, and I was chatting 
chatting away for 10 minutes uh, with her. So it's like, it's lots of lo- lovely little kind of conversations that go on. Um, um, even though it is slightly surreal that I'm basically sat in a bookshop waiting to talk to people. Between the, the elves and the erotica. Yes. And then this weekend, so I should tell people, if you want to come and see me, come see me, say hello. Um, I'm going to be in Waterstones, Huddersfield. I'm going to all the glamour spots in the north of England. And um, so I'll be sat there and I'll be signing books. And I think if if Waterstones will let me do it, I think I'm going to make some cupcakes tomorrow and take along some cupcakes and offer them for free. So people go, mmm, cake. And they come along and talk to me and I go, mmm, debut novel. And uh, and Hotly anticipated, just like this cupcake. (laughs) Indeed. So that's what I'm hoping to do tomorrow. Um, I've no idea how that's going to go, but um, sorry, not tomorrow. That's not a good way to advertise the event, is it? It's on Saturday. Um, so um, so that's good, yeah. So I've got another event coming up, and I'll, I shall report back on how that goes. Um, well, congratulations to you, sir, on, on, ev- on all fronts. Thank you very much. It's been just... It's impossible to describe. It's just one of those events alone, having your novel, first novel published, having becoming a dad for the first time to twins, or being made redundant. I think one of those things on their own would be quite a lot emotionally to handle. But you to actually have, became dad for the first and second time. Yeah, too, in the space of two minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, to have all those things happen at once has just been, what well, life-changing. It's been an absolutely life-changing six weeks. But, um, you know... Two of those things are extremely positive. One of them is a negative that I intend to turn into a positive, and I'm already doing so. Um, so your writing life is taking a bit of a, a bit of a change, isn't it? Really, the, the things that you're writing and, and where they're going is, is all different now. It is, and actually, I, I perhaps use this opportunity. You may have noticed by now, listeners, that we're using this kind of first episode as a bit of a catch-up as to where what's gone on, what's going to happen with the rest of the series. It won't be me talking about myself for the rest of the season three, I promise. Um, but maybe I will talk a little bit, if you don't mind, Mike, about um, a website that I've launched. Um, so I've um, I've used Squarespace to launch, long-time sponsor of the network. Um, to um, to launch a new website and there's a couple of reasons for this um, first of all I, I'm, I'm, I'm intending to become a freelance writer I, 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 that's kind of the plan at the moment is to be freelance I may end up uh, getting a job which is fantastic but at the moment um, no one's offered me a job therefore I am a freelance writer um, and I've always, you know, over the last four or five years, I've got more interested in technology and uh, the internet sort of web culture. Um, I obviously am interested in the arts, like, you know, writing, um, um, architecture and design, that kind of thing. I have those interests as well. And obviously having worked for a design company for six years, I have quite a lot of sort of practical experience with how, with the web and, and how it works and how websites and apps and things are built. So I've had an interest in those things, but I've never really had the time to write about them because, um, because I've, I've, I've had the, the, I've had Write for Your Life, the blog, but also because I've had a full-time job. But I've always, in the back of my mind, I've thought I'd actually quite like to do a different kind of, of, of writing. Um, and, and, and also, some of, the, some of the freelance work that I hope to get and some of the jobs that I've been either applying for or thinking of applying for have been about digital communications, really. And it's stuff that I know about, but I haven't got much sort of written about it on, on the net. So there's that kind of, there's kind of a very kind of practical, pragmatic reason for setting up a new website where I write about those kinds of things. Um, uh, 
and the, the, but the other reason, which is actually probably something I've just said, is that I kind of I kind of wanted to. I kind of I, I kind of wanted to have this uh, sort of uh, different different challenge and um, and to and to see how it went because I'm I'm as you know, Mike, and some listeners might. I'm part of this Read and Trust network, where um, which is mainly made up of tech bloggers and and designers and the like. And um, I've always I've always been a bit of a weird one in that collection of people. Um, so hopefully this kind of the new site, which is cool, I should probably tell people what it's called in a second. Yeah, you should. Hopefully matches those things. So it's kind of I'm, I'm taking it quite quite seriously. It's not me giving advice. It's more me commenting and finding things on the internet that I like and then passing comments on them, and more kind of short essays rather than uh, uh, rather than kind of the practical advice type things that I do on Write for Your Life. So the website's called Very Meta. Uh, verymeta.net v-e-r-y-m-e-t-a um, I think Americans might say meta actually no they, they say meta we would say meta would we <laughs> we say beta don't we what if, we're, what if we live we in Sheffield beta. we say beta what do we say and I forget now well I say meta but I'm from the north of England so the, I, say, I say bath and plug and uh, buttocks that kind of thing yeah, no, it would say it would be bet- uh, meta oh my god I'm, uh, I've gone all peculiar now well, My brain has exploded. I did say the word buttocks. It's, that it's, might have been why. Yeah. So it's called verymeta.net. It's very early days. I haven't really launched it or anything like that. I'm just kind of seeing how it goes. It might be that it might be that I get lots of freelance work in or I get a full-time job and I haven't got time to do it. But my intention is to keep it up, to not worry too much about posting every day or 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 kind of or whether I get loads of traffic or subscribers. I'm just it's more of a an exercise in kind of honing my writing in a different kind of area. So um, we'll see how it goes, but feel free to check it out. I've been enjoying it very much. Thanks, Mike. Early days. So finally, um, because there's only really one more thing to say, and that's uh, uh, what's going to happen from now on and next week. We've kind of said that you're not going to be a regular co-host, which is is both sad and um, exciting at the same time. I hope you take that in the right way, Mike. Ways. I do care for you a great deal, um, and um, and 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 so next week we're going to have uh, all being well. We're going to have Emma Newman, who was actually on the last series of oh. uh, the Right for Your Life podcast. But I'm hoping to talk to her if she agrees to talk to me about it. About um, um, I don't know if this is a word, but prolificness. So she's very prolific when it comes to short stories and her fiction. She's pushing stuff out there all the time. She's doing this Split World series at the moment. She even published a story uh, from the Split World series on my blog, on Write for Your Life, um, uh, just uh, last week. And um, so she's kind of one of those writers who's just constantly writing and constantly pushing stuff out there. And I'm kind of the opposite. I'm, um, I've, uh, I've, uh, there's, a, there's a few things in the public domain, but, but really... It's my novel. That's 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 my thing, and it's been my thing for a few years. And um, and if someone was to say, "Can you show me some of your writing?" I, that's pretty much the place I would push them to. I have a, two or three short stories that are kind of out there, but um, but um, nothing nothing really as uh, substantial or that means as much to me as, as as a novel. So we're kind of coming from the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of prolificness. So it's more a conversation, hopefully, about um, um, how important that is to writers. Should I be more prolific? Should Emma be less prolific, or, or how does it all work? That kind of thing. So hopefully it'll be an interesting chinwag, and that's next week. Sounds very interesting. Um, I really enjoyed it when Emma was on before. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be a great show, Mister Broom. I'm sure too. So that's it. Done. Done. 
Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Glad to be back. Hope you didn't mind uh, half an hour or so of uh, it being me, me, me. But um, that won't be the case from now on, at least, you know, unless I can sneak the odd episode in where I just basically switch the other person off and talk about myself for a while. You never know. You never know. Thank you, Ian, Mr. Broom. I'm happy that you're back on 70 decibels. And uh, so I will I will pop in from time to time, like um, trying to think of a, a famous double actor that would occur, and, and I cannot think of any. So, But I will pop in from time to time to see how things are getting on. And, well, uh, I'd love to see you when you do. Thank you, sir. And thank you to everybody for listening, I guess. Absolutely. Thank you all.